On this episode, we're joined by Matthew Cumber, who is the Managing Director of Countrywide Surveying. Now, there's been a lot of focus in recent years on how technology can improve the home buying process, uh, particularly when it comes to lending and conveyancing. One area that's equally as important, but I think it's had a bit less attention, uh, is surveying. So today we're going to discuss how Countrywide are transforming their business through the use of new technology and what the future holds for the world of surveying. So Matthew, first of all, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with Countrywide Surveying as a business, yep. although um, I guess the clue's in the name, uh, can you give us a <laughs> bit of background about what you do? Yeah, of course. So I'm the Managing Director of Countrywide Surveying Services and Countrywide Surveying Services, um, clue's in the name, um, is owned by the Countrywide Group, which mm-hmm. is up until recently um, stood, stood aside as, as Countrywide, but back in March... Uh, the company was wholly uh, bought out by the mm-hmm. Connells Group. Mm-hmm. So we're now part of the Connells Group, which is an even bigger property mm-hmm. company um, that is collectively owned by uh, the Skipton Building Society. So we're part of that family now. From a surveying perspective, um, I'm, uh, I have the uh, responsibility and pleasure of managing around 600 to 700 colleagues, mm-hmm. of which 450 of them are uh, qualified surveyors. So... Um, predominantly what happens is, is that our business is based on contractual relationships with clients, mm-hmm. um, mainly lenders. And we, uh, we go out and we carry out valuations on behalf of our clients, the lenders for, for generally mortgage lending purposes. Obviously there's a bit of survey and building survey and other work that we do as well, but that's, uh, I suppose that's what we do as a, as a business. And that's what we do day in and day out. Before we sort of dive into the business in a bit more depth and talk about technology, What's your personal background? How did you come to be NDF Countrywide <laughs> Uh Probably by a little bit of a mistake, really. Um, I, I started. I started off in a lender. Um, I'd worked for a number of years for what was the Halifax Group and the different parts of the Halifax. And then, obviously, when Lloyd's bought the Halifax as part of uh, the Lloyd's Bank, mainly in uh, intermediary. So I was looking after brokers, basically. So mm-hmm. I've got a. I've got an understanding of what goes on with lenders. I've got an understanding of what the needs of the broker community and the pressures that they're under as well. Um, and then part of the Lloyds Group, um, I took a role uh, with Collies, and Collies was a surveying firm that was owned by Lloyds Group. Subsequently, they have uh, sort of sold that on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I got into surveying, really. And then um, one of my clients, when I was part of Lloyds Group for Collies, uh, was Countrywide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up joining Countrywide Surveyors about six years ago in a, in a different director position, look, looking after the... Um, uh, surveyors and in 2020 I was um, made managing director so it's a good year to be made managing director yes it's <laughs> an interesting one and we'll come on to, to that <laughs> in a bit um, so you've got you know over six years experience in the surveying world then how has technology changed how you deliver surveys over that, uh, that period I, I think there's been a there's been a big appetite to try to um, make the journey for, for, for customers a lot better and clearer and more understandable than, than it's been for years. Mm-hmm. In, in the industry, it's a well-known fact that when people buy properties, they hardly ever uh, take a survey. Mm-hmm. Um, about one in five people buying properties takes it. And, and I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that consumers don't necessarily understand what they're, being, what they're buying, what they're paying for. They think the valuation that the lender's doing provides them with everything they need. And it doesn't, but I think the industry as a whole hasn't been great about keeping on keeping ahead of what the consumer wants. Because up until maybe two years ago, Mark, if you bought a survey, you know you got a paper copy. Mm. Um, it was very thick binder. It was all done over the sort of telephone. Nothing was online. 
I think over the past couple of years, and particularly with obviously what's happened in 2020, that's accelerated. Mm -hmm. That's accelerated quite quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, we have um, embraced technology far more than we've ever done in the previous five to six years. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think it's been accelerated because of this situation. And what we're trying to do with technology, and it's not always been as successful as it should be, is, is one, give consumers better choice of products they're buying. So that um, if they want to buy a survey product, there's something that feels better, looks better. They can get it online. They can get it via email. Um, they don't necessarily have to always speak to someone. Mm -hmm. You know, they can purchase that property um, th through, you know, online methodologies that they're doing now with lenders and with, with brokers. And then when they were coming out of that, it got very clunky, got very mm. clunky with surveys, got very clunky with conveyances. Mm. Um, and I think what trying to do with technology more so now is trying to link all those different elements to make it smooth as possible. Less mm. hassle, the mm. hassle factor to go. Yes. I think I, I had a survey, you'll be pleased to know, on my uh, first uh, uh, house that we bought about 10 years ago. And I do remember getting that thick binder <laughs> in yeah. the post and uh, yeah. a couple of, you know, a week or so later. Uh, and yeah, it wasn't delivered over email, it wasn't over a portal, yeah. etc. So has that changed now? Is that, are they yes, it has. We're not, we're not wholly there, but the digital choice of getting it digitally is there now, mm -hmm. not just through us, but with other, you know, surveying okay. firms. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I, and I think what, what also has happened as well is that um, when you've got that thick binder, when you're looking through that, you're thinking, what on earth is all this saying? It's saying, I couldn't move the furniture. I couldn't do this. Mm. You know, there's a lot of sort of situations where we're saying we couldn't, we couldn't look at that properly enough because um, yes. something was in the way or it was, it was sunny that day. So therefore we couldn't tell whether there's any damp. There's a lot of those. Some of those elements you can't um, affect, but also I think what's probably happened in, between what you experience and what we're experiencing now, there's an awful lot more data available. Mm. There's an awful lot more data available to go into a survey that doesn't necessarily just have to be what that surveyor sought on that day. Mm. We can tell consumers now whether those properties are in a flood risk area, whether they're likely to be any subsidence, you know, all based on data. And that hasn't really been used. It's probably been available. Mm. But the surveying industry has probably just not grasped the fact of what the purpose of this data is. Yes. And again, we're only at the start of that journey, mm. you know, and it's quite, quite exciting actually to be out there, to be saying, like, this is, this is the future where we can help people mm. when they're buying their properties. It did always strike me because I think sometimes you, you'd, um, again, from experience, you'd get the way through to conveyancing quite late in the process. Yep. And then these reports will be run with automated lookups about flood, etc. It always did sort of strike me that, why didn't that happen at the beginning? Like that would have been really <laughs> yeah. useful to, to know that before I sort of fully committed at that point. Um, so I guess if we unpack the future of surveys, mm. there's probably a few components. One, uh, the customer experience and how they, they experience the end result of that survey. We can talk about that. And I guess the other is how you deliver that survey. And I would imagine, you know, unless you get AI-driven robots in future to go and look at properties, you know, there's always going to be that human element of the survey going, going and look, looking. So how do you see that kind of the, the process of creating the survey is being changed by... Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a really good question and one that we've been asking ourselves now for a number of years. And again, what's happened last year and, and, and this year with the situation we find ourselves in is that it, it, it's driven um, change a lot more quickly. Mm. So there's, there's two elements to, to our business and two elements to what... Um, a customer is wanting really one is that their lender needs a valuation done so that's the lender that then instructs that valuation we carry out valuations as on their behalf now if i take that bit first in terms of technology what's happened there is that everyone will have heard of avms everyone understands what you know what an avm is and everybody probably now understands what a desktop is 
And these are all methodologies where the actual surveyor isn't coming out around the property. Mm. They're getting the data they need to make the valuation decision they need for the lender to provide that information as quick as possible. And we do more desktops now than we did two years ago mm. because the data is accurate, the data is easy available, and our people can make quick decisions to help uh, lenders make offers quickly for consumers. That will grow. Data's available, video's available, drones are available. You, you know, everything is available to make decisions from the comfort of a surveyor's own home. Mm. Now, it won't, won't wholly go that way. It can't, because nothing can ever be eyes on the prize, mm. as we call it in the surveying world. You physically look at it. Um, but the more, we, the more we move into a technology world where the data's available and that quick decisions can be made, then we, we will, we will recognise that and, and move with the times. The other element is surveys. So this is where the consumer, i.e. you, then say to us, I want a survey done for me, please. And um, that, is, that is moving to more online, as we talked about, um, more choice, more products available, because there's only ever really been one product available, and that's a home buyer's report. Mm. But each company now is being um, told by the RSS that they are allowed to create their own products mm -hmm. as long as the standards fit in line with the standards published by the RICS, mm -hmm. they can have different products to, to suit those standards. And that's mm. exactly what's happened. It's competition. Mm. And that's what you need in a market. You need competition to give consumer choice. Mm. And mm. you'll see that accelerate again over the next 12 months very quickly. I'd be interested to know, because obviously you know, a big part of what you're delivering for lenders is you know, some certainty around the asset and, and, and yes. you know, the security. I guess with a desktop valuation, sort of implicitly, I mean, it'd be useful, I think, just to sort of talk through how that works in practice. But I'd be interested to know... Have you seen a big shift in attitudes from lenders over the last year, given the events of the last sort of 15 months or so, and, and how it works in practice? Yeah, I, I, I suppose the first thing to say really is, is when we went into that first situation of not being able to physically inspect properties, um, all lenders moved to a desktop situation. Mm. Now, there's certain risk parameters within those agreed limits. So, for example, let's say, just, just briefly out there, a lender said you can go up to 75% doing on, on a desktop. But if it's 85%, you've got to wait till your surveyor can go back out there and physically inspect it. So there's yeah. different ranges within it. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then when we got out to be able to physically inspect properties again, mm -hmm. some lenders moved back to the positions they were in. Some took a halfway house. Some said, I like this desktop, bros. Really? Okay. It speeds things up. So there's a whole range of different lenders out there doing different things and we will work with every single one of them to provide them with i suppose the comfort and reassurance that mm. you know we are valuing properties for their asset purposes that they need and how has your, your team kind of um, adapted over the last year some of our surveyors clearly from change they're all human beings took a lot uh, of time to change some of them grasped it quickly mm -hmm. all, all range of human mm. uh, sort of uh, reactions to when you're asking people to change and mm. what we had to do um, because the systems weren't set up to do what we call desktops, we, we, we created and built a completely different model to be able to create a value for, on a desktop basis. So we get the same information through from a lender, but what we did is we basically went out to a lot of data uh, providers and took in lots of different levels of data to make the surveyor's job as easy as possible so that everything is their fingertips on one page to be able to make the decision of, hang on a minute, does this property hit the value? Have I got the right level of comparables? And if you, and if you think about it, Mark, as well, is that whether they do a physical or whether they do a desktop, they're still using the same comparables. Mm. It's the same properties that sold in the street 
you know, a month ago behind that they're, that they're using. That doesn't change. Mm. It's just giving the surveyor the comfort to say, I've got all the data I need to be able to make that um, assessment of value. And to add the next stage to it, and, uh, and what we do as well is that, let's say that I don't know whether I can achieve that value on that property. I really like to see inside the property. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a link. Mr. Consumer who's sitting in his house, can you click on that, please, and take us around the property on a phone? Interesting. Okay. Interesting. That's the next stage. I've probably given away our secrets of our next development and innovation. Well, you know, there, but, uh... <laughs> but, but, but that's, that's the way it will go. Yes. It's been interesting. So we do quite a lot of stuff in the insurance market as well. And, and similarly that, you know, they're uh, sending out loss adjusters or, you know, claim tenders to go and look in person at, uh, um, you know, if there's a house insurance quote, uh, um, claim. Yeah. Um, there has been a trend towards that as well, where they get a link and they can record a that's video it. or it. have a live, if it's something a bit more complex, if there's a big flood or something and they can talk the, uh, the so insurance company through. So it's so. nothing new mm. that, you know, it's out there um yes. but but i think the industry that we've been as always unfortunately has been slightly behind the times for a number of years yeah embracing the technology that's available yes i think to be fair that's you know it's not just sort of your part of the process the whole home buying process yeah. has historically been a little bit behind the curve but uh i think things are changing especially over the last sort of 18 months or so the pace of change has good because it because it, it needs mm. to in the whole industry mm. it needs to get more joined up so that's focusing a bit more on the kind of process of how you deliver and mm-hmm. how you sort of execute these surveys internally. If you think of to the future of the customer experience, of like what's going to change for the customer if I get a, a survey now compared to 10 years ago, or if you think a few few years in the future, what, how, how will that change? I, I think it's that continued access to better quality data and information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Coming back to your piece of paper, what would you do if you got something on there that you didn't know how to... I don't know what that means. I don't know what what that means for me and the decision I need to take. Who do I talk to to get that bit of advice? Um, Probably it was the original surveyor that you need to hunt down and find that information out. Um, But I think that the methodologies and the ability through uh, the information that's available needs to be on people's fingertips and, you know, chatbot methodologies of going through, which again is nothing new, but it is new to the surveying world. Yes. Um, Getting that information quickly Having that point of contact and that point of reference where they can ask as many questions as they want about the, the products that they've mm. that they've bought to give them comfort again about buying their mm. buying their properties. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that you know you'll be looking at for the future when people buy um, a survey. What, what, why are you buying a survey? You, you're buying it to understand that is this property for me worth the money that I'm investing into it, mm-hmm. and also as well. You've already probably got ideas about what you want to do to that property. Um, if there is a problem, how much it's going to cost you, all those elements of everything in one place. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got that survey, you've got access of the products that we've built to say, right, um, I'll, I'll go here to get an electrician report if I need it. I've got a problem here right. with the windows. I'll just click on here. And everything gives you links into everything that you need in okay. one place. I I do remember actually. It's not to make this whole episode about my survey from ten years ago, but, uh, but it, it created lots of sort of red flags. We were a bit naive with our first uh, first house that we we purchased, and I remember calling up when we spoke with the estate agent. They were almost a bit miffed because because there were lots of things they were like, we can't comment on this, or this could be this. Or, yes, and they were a bit miffed, and they were sort of, sort of saying, well, no, you don't have to worry about any of this. But you know, we were. It did raise some, lots of questions, should we say? So I guess in the in the future journey that area making it a lot more interactive and you know it, digital. It has, yeah, yeah. It, it, it has to be and it has to be in common english and it has mm. to be as two people like we are now talking about this yes. is a problem how can you what does that really mean because mm. you might be saying 
there might be a red flag in it on the report. What does that really mean in practice for you? Mm. You know, because the surveyor's job is to warn people as well that that could be a problem. But you need to provide everybody with as much information as they possibly can Mm. as quick as they can get hold of it. So there's been lots of change over the last year or so. Do you think... Uh, that'll be long lasting and, and, and you know. yes um, I, I, I came out probably in an article um, in one of the industry press um, not long after um, you know we'd, we'd seen ourselves in the situation saying that what this has created is that the industry realises it can do things in a different way mm-hmm. and um, it, it is here to stay and it will be here to stay and also I think the the, 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 the pace of change is here to stay as well mm. um, you know, it's fair to say that the, the, the surveying industry and, and the home buying industry as well as a whole had potentially been quite clunky and slow to change. I think that's gone. And I think you will see over the next couple of years that the, the degree of change and the pace of change really speed up. So if, you know, someone that's been involved in it like like I have for 20 years where started off when there was no computers and there was, you know, paper applications for, for, for mortgages and yes. you, you'd put the piece of paper in this one printer you used to have to book your time on to produce your mortgage offer, mm. you know, and, and a hard copy signature. And at the end of that, you know, where we were then to where we will be in a couple of years will be massively, massively mm. different. Mm. I think you mentioned sort of earlier around the different lender attitudes to, 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 yes. to whether, you know, read desktop, etc. And I think probably in the marketplace, as consumers get a bit more switched on, you know, the speed we're seeing at the moment where everyone's in a rush from a conveyancing perspective to complete by a certain date, you know, speed and efficiency and that experience is becoming a key decision maker as, long as, as well as price. As, at this current sort of moment, people will pay you know, a premium if they're yes. going to complete by a certain time. So yep. do you see that kind of, I guess, is that how do you educate consumers to kind of make that I, choice? I, I'd go back to my days as a, as a when I was looking after... Um, mortgage intermediaries, mortgage mm. brokers, and, the, and a lot of their choice um, was around the overall service being provided. It wasn't just on the price. Mm. So they knew, they knew because that's the job that they do, the professional job, they knew which lenders were able to produce offer quicker yes. than others. Mm. And that would, depending on their customer, clearly, that, that, that made them make their choice. Mm. So I think it's always been there. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. There is a, and there's questions that we've asked ourselves internally that um, when you get to a position where, Everybody's really busy and surveying was really busy at the moment, conveyances are really busy at the moment. Would you, as a consumer, choose to pay a higher premium for getting something done quicker mm. because you need it done quicker rather than somebody who's got a remortgage and doesn't actually want it done any quicker than mm-hmm. by the end of next month they'll mm-hmm. do fine, thank you very much. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I do think there will be more and more price differentials out there. And, and I, I suppose it's already in the surveying industry now where you can have different choices of products for price in terms of the degree that, of, of depth that the surveyor will go into mm-hmm. analysing the property they're looking at. Mm-hmm. So definitely. And one new product, got a choice, I know that you, you've launched in, in recent months, is your I think, energy facts. Energy facts, it? it is indeed. Yeah, and I think if you think about environmental concerns you know, being driven by lots of things, including pressure from government, I think it's going to be a growing kind of um, part, part in the future. Can you tell us more about that? Product? Yeah, but, but delighted to. Um, so Energy Fact is a, is, is a unique product that um, we, we built in conjunction with um, one of our clients, mm-hmm. um, Santander, um, and Santander offer it to their consumers. Basically, what the product is, it's, a, it's an ability of uh, somebody to assess the energy efficiency of their property. Mm-hmm. And again, it calls on a lot of uh, different levels of data that's pulled into the report. Um, and... Once you've done that and asked numerous level of questions about your property, what bulbs you've got, 
you know, loft insulation you've got, etc., etc. It comes up with some recommendations for you to uh, change and how much they're likely to cost you to, to improve, once again, the, uh, you know, the continued energy efficiency of your property. Mm. Now, um, it's not an EPC uh, where somebody will come and physically look at your property because it is a degree of self-assessment, mm. but um, it's something that's unique, unique out there in the marketplace. Mm. And yeah, we've been uh, very, uh, very innovative in terms of that product. Um, and we will continue to innovate along those lines because you're absolutely right. You know, climate change is smacking you in the face. Mm. You know, the, the requirements on the lenders has be, it becoming more and more driven by regulation about mm. what they have to do around climate efficiency. Mm. And all of us have to come up with ways that we can improve the energy efficiency of all the properties. Mm. And that's just, uh, I think for us, it's the start of our, increasing again our product portfolio that we're, we're able to offer out to consumers to mm. help you mentioned sort of lender requirements around environment etc moving forward do you think that's going to be kind of an increasing component of lending decisions yeah totally yeah. totally um th- th- there's an element where they need to understand what their back book uh mm-hmm. constitutes their assets that they've already got in terms of every individual property um but also that there is a degree of uh, uh the more efficient their back book is uh, the more advantageous terms they may get from the Bank of England in terms of in terms of money lending, okay. and that will be passed on to consumers. Interesting. So the more energy efficient mm. your property, I think you're still. I think you're seeing products out there, maybe just further advances and, mm-hmm. and and products such as those at the moment. But determine on how energy efficient your property is, the cheaper rate that mm. you can get. Mm. That's interesting. We've got in the UK a huge stock of Victorian housing uh, which I, I guess isn't hugely energy efficient. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it politely. No. No, it isn't. And we're probably, if you look at, compare us to the continent, we're probably at a disadvantage of that yeah. because of that, because of our housing. But saying that, um, it's an, it's an, un- for some people, it might be just be an uncomfortable situation that we all have to face into over mm. the next couple of years mm. to improve it. There's, we don't really much have much of a choice. Countrywide surveying actually appointed Doc9 to do some uh, usability testing yes. and a, a digital experience audit on one of your products recently. Home fact. Indeed. What was that experience like working with on that audit? Yeah, really, really good and really, really um, pleasing to see the results. Um, you know, we'd never, we'd never gone into any sort of greater degree of in-depth analysis mm. of the product. We'd relied on your traditional old sort of, I call it old-fashioned, likes of NPS and, mm-hmm. and that marking. So to get that degree of input, what that allows us to do then is that we, we, we know we've got a very good product and it's called Home Fact. Um, I'll say it again, Home Fact. So if people <laughs> want to buy it, it's called Home Fact. We'll put a link in the, uh, in the description. <laughs> but um, the, the, to get proper analysis of what the consumer says is very, very important. Mm. Um, and then what it does then is helps to shape and build what the next iteration of that product will be. Mm-hmm. Because we've been very, very clear about it. And I think that what we spoke about today, really, Mark, is very, very clear about it, is that survey products need to fit what the consumer wants. And if they don't, there's no point selling them. There's no point having them. Mm. So Home Fact uh, for us was the start of that journey of change of actually really getting down to it. So you guys helped us enormously. Um, Great to hear. And, and, you know, we may be back for more. Sounds good. And and as part of that project, we got real users in, you know, consumers in and tested. And, and, well, actually, it was the work uh, done remotely. Uh, was that the first time you kind of heard you know, real users using yes. a product. What was that like? Yes. As an experience. Um, well, well, I suppose it was challenging and um, 
brave of us to do it in the first place mm. because they could have shot it down in flames and something mm. that we would put up there on a flagpole saying, look at our product, isn't it fantastic? Um, but on the other hand, it was absolutely reassuring to hear that we have got the vast majority of it right, mm -hmm. but there are some areas to work on and that's great. Um, if you don't keep doing that, if you don't keep bringing in the actual person that's buying the products and getting their real, real feedback on whether they think one it's value for money or fit for purpose mm. then you're never going to succeed in, yes. in in business yeah. anyway yeah on a kind of a, a different note then uh so to wrap up mm -hmm. um what's on the horizon for countrywide surveying and 20 the rest of 2021 and beyond i and my sort of senior team have got a, a very very simple strategy and that just constitutes three elements really we want to continue to build and forge our relationships with our clients we need to want to do as many work and surveys and valuations as we can for them and give them the best possible service we can. Um, on the other hand, I want to grow the number of survey products we do because come back to what I said at the beginning, really, one in five people, only one in five people buy a survey when they buy a property. Need to increase that. We do. Um, and the third part of it, this is probably where, where, where sort of the technology element comes in, is to simplify our business. And I put it that way because we still have processes in our business and we still have uh, daily operational conversations about processes that get in the way of us doing things better, quicker, mm. and easier. And the only way to, to work through those is to look at how we can have technology solutions to improve that. And the consumer won't necessarily see that because it won't be a front-end facing technology improvement for them. But for us as a business, it means that we can put more of our investment and more of our effort, therefore, into front end for consumers. If, if back end things are, as I said, done quicker, simpler, and, mm. uh, and easier. And that's you know that's it's fairly common across a lot of incumbent financial businesses as well, where you know a lot of the work we do and have done over recent years actually you know there's a there's a front end component, but it's those back end operational processes, stopping the manual lookup, stopping recreating systems integration, and that can deliver massive benefits for a company, uh, and sometimes can be more transformative than you know the flash front end that you know people publicize. So interesting to hear you on a sort of similar it is journey as well. Absolutely the same as the same as others. I fully expect that. Yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah, well, I feel like I've learned a lot more about the world of surveying now. So thanks <laughs> Good. Great to uh, meet today and, and talk about that. Thank through. you. And, thanks um, for the opportunity, Bill. Thanks to the audience for joining us.